Let's go talk Tigers baseball. Dan Hasty, like I said, voice of the Tigers high affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my friend? Bill, what's up? It's good to talk to you, man. It's about time we had a chance to talk about something positive with our baseball team. You know, and, and with the Tigers, I, I've been surprised on both ends of the spectrum at times, but considering the roster, the money invested in this team, I'm pleasantly surprised what I'm seeing from the Tigers right now. I mean, the truth is, is, you know, their highest paid player is basically a $30 million hitting coach right now. And look at what the rest of the roster is doing. I mean, this is a team that, I mean, I think all we wanted going here, and we've talked so many times about what the range of outcomes is for this particular version of the Detroit Tigers, right? Well, I think we all just hope that they be competitive. I think they're checking that box right now. I think they've done a lot of things that are encouraging. If you're talking about laying groundwork for the years, I do think those types of things can carry over. Uh, didn't two years ago last season, but I think they're finally at a place organizationally from the top all the way down where they're focusing on the right details. And I think the results are starting to finally reflect that. Well, only three and a half out behind Minnesota. I still believe uh, Minnesota or Cleveland will win uh, the AL Central, but as I'm looking at CBS Sports and their win projections, the latest one says around 70 wins. For the Tigers, like I, I thought if they could get into the 70s, that would be a heck of a year. And they have some foundation pieces uh, for the future uh, in that lineup, uh, the everyday lineup that I like. And Eduardo was near perfect until getting just knocked around by the Pirates. And you have Baez. I, I said this last week, Dan, that you can't trade those guys until you're officially out of the AL Central race. I'm not saying you're going to win the AL Central, but for the sake of the Tigers nation, you can't trade those guys if you're going to trade them at all until you're officially out of the hunt. You know, I'll say this. I think what's happening right now is putting Detroit in a position that they haven't been in in a while, not just from the standpoint of being competitive, but I think they finally, and in some years, they just didn't have assets to even consider talking about trading. I think they're in a position right now to be opportunistic. And that's something that they just haven't had in recent years because nobody's played well enough to draw this kind of interest. So, you know, you, you always listen. You want to hear what other teams are coming to the table with. And if there's something that makes sense, yeah, go for it. But, I mean, essentially, especially early, way before the deadline, like prices are more expensive because you're going to get that player for a longer period of time. I don't care if Eduardo Rodriguez can opt out of his contract after the season. Like you're basically, if you move him right now, you're getting him for basically the whole season anyway. So, I mean, prices should be a little bit more expensive right now. And they're in that position where they're good if they don't move. They're good if they move. I I think they're really in a spot that I've kind of wanted to see from them to be in for a while now. You know, I mentioned with Rodriguez, uh, the aberration uh, start against the Pirates. Uh, Lorenzen has been a pleasant surprise. I, I still have my concerns about that rotation and the sustainability uh, as they battle through injuries. 
But that rotation, I know we're only into the second week of May. I, I don't know if that rotation can hold up to truly make the Tigers a contender by the time we get to that trade deadline at the end of July. I'm not sure either, but I can tell you this, is that you know pitchers inevitably get hurt. And if they don't get hurt, maybe they get traded. So you think about the fact that they're doing what they're doing with the group they have right now. And then you remind yourself that Matt Manning is not in this rotation. Casey Mize is not in this rotation. Tarek Skubal is still on his way back. So you're, I mean, that's literally the majority of a full starting rotation waiting in the wings. And injuries are not uncommon. Every team's got to deal with them, and you just have to find a way to win in the meantime. So just knowing that the Tigers still have that in the cupboard I mean, look, they're going to play competitive baseball. I know you said a 70-win total. I think it's going to finish north of that. I think we're probably somewhere closer to somewhere between 75, maybe a tick or two higher than that. But, I mean, right now they're three games under 500. If they finish the season three games under 500, they're going to be almost an 80-win team this year. Dan Hasty, voice of the Tigers. Hi, Philly, the West Michigan Whitecaps, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess I'm talking Tigers baseball. Uh, what what Tiger will start with a pitcher, and I, not Rodriguez, because like I said, until that start against Pittsburgh, he's been just unbelievable. What Tigers pitcher has surprised you the most that you didn't see it coming this early? And on the flip side, what hitter? Um, you mentioned Michael Lorenzen. I really enjoyed watching that. It was kind of a bumpy liftoff for him this season, but all in all, I mean, he's been one of the Tigers' best pitchers. If you had to slot that rotation right now, of course, Eduardo Rodriguez is your number one, but who's your number two? I bet it's Lorenzen. I mean, six innings scoreless against Pittsburgh the other night, seven strikeouts, and on a one-year deal. And, I mean, just thinking about it, I mean, how many years have gone by? where we've seen these pitchers come in on one-year deals. And about this time of year, the talk is more about should they even be in the major leagues. <laughs> now we're talking about guys who are, are not only fitting in, but excelling in those roles. So really, really happy to see what Lorenzen's been able to do um, offensively. I like Zach McKinstry. I mean, look, Zach McKinstry was essentially purchased for a bag of balls and bats right before the season started. And, and this is a guy that has that ability to play multiple positions. He's almost kind of like – like what Don Kelly was, but with a better bat. And it's just so much fun to have a guy like that. And there's a reason that they're rolling him out there as a leadoff man pretty much every single day because he's finally translated what he was doing in the minor leagues, which he was doing for a long time. You look at a couple different organizations. He was with Dodgers, the Cubs, and now he's finally figured out a way to translate that to the major leagues. And that right there, Bill, is a big win for player development because it's hard to develop players, especially once they're in the major leagues. But I think they're doing it with McKinstry. Down on the farm, that road to Detroit, which, by the way, is your road to Detroit podcast back yet? I don't know. I, we haven't started it yet. So, uh, yeah, road to Detroit, uh, we, we certainly had a lot to talk about and, uh, you know, uh, in West Michigan, Justice Bigby ended up becoming the Midwest League Player of the Week. By the way, Justice Bigby is one of my favorite names in the entire Tigers organization. It, it, it's somewhere in the realm. It's not quite Joey Pancake level, but it's still pretty good. But he ended up winning the Midwest League Player of the Week. He was 13 out of 21. He had like six extra base hits, nine runs driven, and he was outstanding. So wouldn't be surprised to see him getting the bump 
So between uh, West Michigan, the high affiliate for the Tigers, AA Erie, AAA Toledo, uh, who is on that road to Detroit sooner than later? Well, I think Paul Keith made a statement the other night. You may have noticed he ended up going six for six. He hit for the cycle. Ironically enough, he started by hitting a homer and hitting a three-run triple in the first inning alone. It was part of an eight-run inning. And after one inning of play, Colt Keith was already halfway to the cycle, and he had the two hardest parts already knocked out. So he ended up finishing that day six for six, seven runs batted in. He ended up just recently being placed inside the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. And... For what he's doing, he's a 21-year-old, and he's absolutely tearing up double-A. That's significant. The Tigers haven't had somebody like that since Riley Green. And I know Riley has been a little bit of a slower study at the major league level, but if you've been watching Riley, if you've been watching Spencer Torkelson lately, you've been able to notice that the swings are getting better more consistently, and we're starting to see that start to become – uh, just who they are as players. So they're starting to figure it out at the big league level. No one said it was easy, but Green, Torkelson, Keith, if you're talking about three core players in the next, I don't know, maybe two to four years, I think that's a great group right there if you're starting with those guys. Dan Hasty, voice of the Tigers, high affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, so uh, five years from now, we, you know, Green Torque, I agree with you, Keith seems just to have that uh, masher mentality. Uh, with recent drafts, and you mentioned the Big B kid here at West Michigan, uh, what other guys are still project players but you think could be in the big leagues, let's say, the next two to four years? Yeah, I mean, they, they have a, a big collection of those guys. What was it? Before the season, Keith Law, who is with the Athletic, he rated the Tigers system dead last in Major League Baseball. And, and obviously, that sucks. Like, that's a blow. But to that end, they used to have all the star power. They used to have the Mises and Torkelsons and Greens of the world. Well, they don't exactly have that star power at the moment. But what they do have that they didn't have before are, are better lottery tickets, so to speak. I mean, Parker Meadows has finally figured it out. He's having a really good power display in AAA. like to see what that's going to continue to look like going forward. They, they have a few other guys, but I think the one thing is, is I don't want to bury the lead here. You know, Scott Harris and that new front office got a huge, huge bump when they won the draft lottery, or at least to a certain extent. They moved up a couple spots. And look, if you're a Detroit sports fan, you don't care. You just want to see your teams move up for a change in a draft lottery. They had the number six pick. They moved up to the number three pick. And the good news for the Tigers is that there are four really, really good players in this draft. And if you're only interested in a position player, there are three really, really good position players in this draft. Dylan Cruz from LSU, he might go number one. The second guy is a Florida outfielder. Wyatt Langford could very well end up with the Tigers at number three. And then there's a high school kid who's just considered to be the, the best high school bat that's come along in about the last 10 years. So, Look, I mean, they've got three great choices sitting in front of them. I think they're going to go position player, and that guy is probably going to end up immediately slotting in as the Tigers' top prospect. Not only that, but I think we see him in West Michigan before the year is over. I think he'll be assigned straight to high class A, and we could probably see him in Grand Rapids in about a couple of months from now. 
Uh, you can see Dan Hasty in Grand Rapids every home game with the Tigers high affiliate in the Midwest League, the West Michigan Whitecaps, also the Great Lakes Loons. For our listeners on 100.9 FM, high A Dodgers affiliate and the Lugnuts in Lansing, are they still with Oakland? They are still with the Oakland A's. At least they're the Oakland A's for now. We'll see what they are in a couple Could of years. Could be the Las Vegas A's. The Las Vegas. That's right. Oh, there you go. Thank you, uh, Dan Hasty. Uh, he'll be doing two shows at the Comedy Shop in downtown Grand Rapids. Thank you, my man. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> you got it, Bell. Talk to you.